talking about the things that make your home service business go. Marketing, finance, systems, people. This is the Fight Club for Business podcast. Makes me that much stronger. Makes me work a little bit harder. Makes me that much wiser. Makes me wiser. All right, we are live. Hello. Why hello and everyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a Tuesday. It's a Tuesday. Your Tay, go, Martha, go. Hi, Tay. <laughs> Except I'm done with my Tay part, so somebody else go. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. Well, okay. Happy Tuesday. Welcome to Fight Club. You didn't even want, that's the best part. Welcome to Fight Club. Uh, we are a team of industry experts who are here every Tuesday morning at 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern to help you fight for your service business. Uh, we This project was kind of born out of a need for us realizing that industry, the industry, many industries needed help. They needed advice. They needed help to fight their way through COVID. And it's been fun to watch this transition. Last year, we celebrated our one-year birthday or anniversary, depending on how you want to do it, and launched our <laughs> podcast. So you can see all of our past 50 episodes on our podcast page. We'll be sure to include that. And uh, we're going to go around, around, around Robin. We're a little light today. Tay is in Florida fighting weather, so she will be joining us soon from an unknown and undisclosed location, Um, and uh, we're going to do it old school this week, just the four of us. So my name is Megan Likes. I'm the founder of Bookkeeping Academy Online. I educate and empower small business owners to know their numbers so they can live more financially rewarding lives. I also own Likes Accounting Company, a full-service accounting company, Uh, first week post April 15th, so... I know the facts are getting a little bit less, and I am kind of awake, mostly recovered from the storm that is tax season. And I'm also uh, the co-owner of Jeff Likes Clean Windows and Gutters in Northern California with my husband, Jeff. And I'm really excited to be here, and welcome to Fight Club. I love it. Good morning, everyone. I'm Michelle Myers, co-owner of Pink Collars, and I am grateful to be here today with you awesome ladies. And um, it's actually sunny outside. I hear we have snow some places of the country. I want an update, Martha. Um, Pink Collars oh, wow. takes uh, your front and back office tasks and makes them manageable. So if you are tired of dealing with phones and emails and chats and all of the stuff, um, our company can for sure help. And welcome to Fight Club. <laughs> Hello. Yes, I do have snow. Um, uh, It's pretty because it isn't going to stick. So I can just enjoy it from my office window. But uh, anyway, I'm Martha Woodward and I am co-founder of Quality Driven Software. And I run a membership called Culture First. That's all about creating happy workplaces. And then lastly, I am absentee owner of a maid service in a neighboring state. So welcome to Fight Club, everyone. <laughs> so good. I, we get so lost when Tay's not here. I feel like she's the one that we need to like keep us going. Uh, well, uh, are we going to just do it old way or do you want to do it? Yeah. Or what are we going to do? Yes, totally up to you, Megan. Why don't you just kick us off and just talk about something in the world of finance now that you're done with taxes? I bet you have a ton of relief, but some of us are waiting to file a little bit later. Talk maybe about that. Like, what are the options right now for business owners? Give us some. Give us some good nuggets. I don't want to talk about taxes. <laughs> no, 
I guess. I feel like I'm living taxes. Boy. And I was, Martha, you had a cute story. I was thinking we could go out of order. Um, but no, here we go. Let's try this. So I, I just finished a very confusing tax season. It was a hard one. I'm going to try not to make this a pity party. Um, we've had a lot of changes to tax code again and still, um, including some changes that happened at the very end of the month of December. So this tax season was a funky one because it actually started three weeks late. So the IRS said, do the tax law changes that were signed and enacted at the end of December. The IRS needed time to kind of put those into play. And uh, we created whole new deductions, whole new credits. Mm. At the end of December, it was 5,585 pages worth of new tax code that had to be turned into forms. So there's the logistics of that, right? For every form that we have to fill out with the IRS, we also have to have instructions. So they had to write the instructions and the forms. And then we had all of these software companies, Martha, you'll appreciate this, who then had to figure out how to code the forms so that we could use software. Like if you're using TurboTax and you own a business, please stop and go hire a professional. But if you're using TurboTax, like TurboTax (laughs) had to be able to code that wizard that you get to see on the front end into a tax form that had just been created like you know, a week before or something on the back end and make sure that it all ticked and tied and matched and all of that. So we started three weeks late, which was a little bit rough. And then we're having a lot of trouble with the mail. So I don't know if you've experienced this, but things are just taking longer to get where they need to go. And so people were slow to get their forms. So the IRS said, well, why don't we just give you, it went so well last year. Let's give you a little bit of an extension. Let's push it to May 17th for the filing deadline for individuals. The frustrating thing is S corporations and partnerships that are due in March were not extended. So we pretended like everything was business as usual for those folks. Um, And Mm -hmm. then they did not extend the first quarter estimate payment. So if you're self-employed, I'm hoping that you're paying your taxes as you go every single quarter. Um, If you're using Profit First, you will know that that is a fun way to bonus yourself because you save for your taxes. You're never afraid to pay them. You always have enough money in the bank. And then whatever's left over, you get to pay yourself. Um, I've never enjoyed paying taxes as much as I have since I enacted Profit First in my business. Um, And so we had to pay our first quarter estimate payments. Well, for an accountant, it's really hard to go from your 2019 tax year and then kind of ignore the dumpster fire that was 2020 and then figure out what's happening in 2021 and give you a number that we say is penalty proof that will keep you paid incorrectly. So for a lot of my clients, it was just easier to do the 2020 tax return to figure out what a penalty proof number was for 2021 and to try and get it all done by that April 15th deadline. And then we had some taxes that weren't extended at all. So like C-Corps and partnership, no, C-Corps and um, trusts were still due April 15th. So we still had to do those. So it was, it was actually harder to try and keep track of what had been moved and what hadn't. But if you were sitting there and you did not file your taxes last week and you're like, oh my God, I didn't do my taxes. It's okay. It's okay. They're not due till May 17th. <laughs> and if you haven't contributed to your retirement account yet, you have another month to do that. So we have until May 17th for Roth contributions, traditional IRA contributions. Um, if you're doing a SEP IRA, then you can extend your tax return and you have till October 15th. Um, if you're doing a 401k, you have to have done it by the end of last year. So that's too late. And if you're contributing to an HSA, you have till next month to do that. So I, I don't know. I feel like that's far less exciting than other things that we could talk about, <laughs> but that is what I've been living and breathing. Uh, and I'm breathing a little easier. I spent the weekend in the 
garden. I say I'm like a houseplant. I just need some sunshine and water and fresh air and I do better. So I'm feeling rehydrated <laughs> and slightly better. Um, I have a funny little tax story. I talked oh, to I my buddy uh, Kyle Walker yesterday for quite a while and he was telling me his large, large tax bill. Because you know, he's a real estate agent and all kinds of things. And um, Kyle's been on the show. Remember how impressive he was? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he's great. And, uh, and anyway, um, they gave him his number that he owed. And he said, that isn't going to work for me. Come back with <laughs> <a> number. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently they did. And, you know, he was like, why didn't they just give that to me the first time? But, um, wow. Yeah. I like to tell my clients it's a good problem every day, except for today. Like this number that I'm about to share with you is really good news every single day of the year, except for today, except for right now, because it means that you made more money, right? The more you pay taxes, the more you make in money. Uh, we all want to make money. I think that if you have to pay more in taxes every year, that's also a good thing. There's Tay from her undisclosed <laughs> location. Tay. Hey, Tay. Undisclosed location. Yes. Gas station right by my house. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, it doesn't look too stormy out there. We had um, we had a pretty big storm um, last week, and we've been having issues with our um, electric ever since. It took out one of the main power lines. So yeah, um, I'm hoping it wasn't going to happen. But it happened. <laughs> well, they made me go first and they made me talk about taxes. So everybody's warmed up and ready for you. Lighten <laughs> yeah. it up, Tay. Yeah. Lighten it up. Goodness. Well, marketing is a fun topic, I guess. But you have to, I don't know. I saw a really great, um, great breakdown of um, Mr. Pipeline, who's a company that we work with, actually. They took some time to break down the differences between SEO and Google ads this week, which I highly recommend. Mm. I'm definitely going to share it to the group and to um, our main page because it's something that a lot of people don't take the time to look at the differences between the two. And that's one of the biggest pieces of marketing is really taking that step into um, planning a budget figuring out how much money you do want to spend and where you want to spend it and what's really going to be the most profitable for you. Um, so I was reading it actually before we got on earlier today and it was just, it hits all the points. Like I don't want to give too much away, but it hits the differences between the two because that's something that a lot of people don't take the time to research is they'll kind of just jump on board and say, okay, I want to do SEO, but that might not be the most profitable option for you. You might need leads now and you might need to, get those leads generated through a paid advertising source. So it doesn't necessarily have to be Google. It doesn't have to be, you know, it could be home advisor. There are people that actually do well in home advisor, um, but some people really don't. So it's really dependent on your area. So this week I kind of want to talk more about the education side of it and like planning out what to choose. So I know it's not as much of a fun topic. Like we're not talking colors and branding and all that fun stuff, but, um, marketing really is a decision that needs to be an educated decision. And that's what a lot of people don't discuss. So when you're planning on doing marketing, um, take a look at what's going on in your business right now. Do you have, you know, referrals that are coming in from your clients on a, com- on a regular basis? Are you, do you have a good referral system in place? If you do, that's great. Cause that's one funnel that's now taken care of. That really doesn't cost as much money because you're just reaching out to your current base of customers and saying, Hey, 
if you have family and friends, please let them know that we'd love to serve them like we've served you. And here's some contact information. Maybe here's a coupon code, um, $50 off a service, whatever the case may be. So that's an avenue that's really affordable for a lot of business owners out the gate. But then transitioning from referrals into, you know, some grassroots marketing, whether or not you're putting up flyers, yard signs, you know, some people might still be going door to door during this time, but probably wouldn't fully recommend that given COVID. Um, but that is still an option for some people. That's now spending a little bit more marketing dollars to get some print advertisements and flyers and things of that sort. But again, not as huge of an expense as you're jumping into your paid advertisements or SEO. So once you get to that step, I really recommend the education because now you're making a decision based upon facts, what you need for your business and what's going to work for your business. Now, I can't guarantee that, you know, if you say you need SEO and it, you know, it takes time. That's one that like everyone gets confused out the gate. SEO is something that is going to take for us. It took, you know, three years to get where we're at right now. So realistically, that's three years of SEO spend at, you know, X amount of dollars per year. So say, say you're looking at, let's do some quick math. Say you're looking at a cheap end of about $200 a month, which is a very low end of SEO. You know, you multiply that by 12 months, you're looking at $2,400 right there. That's being spent as an investment into your business. So you're not going to be guaranteed leads coming in from that. That's one thing I want to decipher immediately is SEO is a long-term game. You're really looking at that as I want to invest in my business. I want to rank higher on Google. I want to take this small chunk of change that I can afford to take at the moment. And it's not going to be detriment detrimental, excuse me, to our business budget. Um, now paid advertisement you're more or less with Google ads looking at anywhere from a thousand to $2,000, depending on your market could be less, could be more, um, depending on the type of industry as well. You know, HVAC is definitely over that marker. They're really high cost per click. Um, but you know, pressure washing, which is what I'm comfortable with, what I can speak on, you know, we really range right now in the, the, you know, $1,500 range for an average spend per month. But what we're generating from that, what we can track ROI from that is normally double what we're putting in. So it ends up working out in the long run because we need those leads. We're able to profit off those leads and have that ROI immediately. So education wise, look at whether you need the leads now, if that's the case and you need those leads and it's desperate, you need jobs. Definitely look for a paid advertising source of some sort. There's a, like I said, a bunch of different options out there. There's Facebook, there's Google, there's Google Guarantee, there's, you know, Home Advisor. If that is one that you want to work with, again, it's not one that's worked for us, but it has worked for others. Those are your kind of main paid advertising options. And then there's even other ones that are starting to come out. Um, Save on Services is one that we signed up with recently, and it's not fully launched in our market yet, but it's more of a Costco-based um, concept to advertising where they have the customers, your customers actually pay a membership fee to get exclusive access to business owners in your local area. So there's a bunch of options out there for paid advertisements. And then for SEO, you really want to work with an SEO specialist, someone who knows the, the game, who has skin in the game, and who has documented processes to be able to show you what your results will be in X amount of time period. So sorry. Mm -hmm. 
a lot of like good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> super old school. Back to your roots, girl. I love it. Yeah. I don't know. John Maytrack and their team, they hit me in the feels with their education piece today. So I had to go back to the old school and really just, you know, preach education because that's what I'm big on. You need to educate yourself before you jump into marketing. We just spent a lot of money on branding. So I'm hearing oh, yeah, you. Right. All those heart palpitations signed that contract this week. Yep. <laughs> it's exciting. a lot. But you want to be like you want to be confident in it too. And that's the piece that if you do your education, which I know you have, Megan, because I know you, <laughs> you researched and it's taking you and us long conversations discussing about marketing, but you know what you want and you have that end goal in sight and you have a way to track it. So as long as you have those pieces too, then you're, you're going to be a lot safer and not have as many heart palpitations. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. I'm nervous. I'm excited. Stay tuned. <laughs> Jeff likes clean windows and gutters getting a whole new rebrand. Wow. I can't yeah, wait. It's exciting. So I'll go ahead. Um, you already went Megan, right? I, yeah, I, I went, Thrilling life of taxes. <laughs> I'm glad I missed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was fun. Well, I can't wait for Martha to jump in and tell us her story, but it made me think a lot about goals. I think it's interesting because I always talk about systems and I love systems and I put systems in place of everyone else's business. And I found myself this last quarter um, reflecting on the goals of our business. And I felt really lost. Has anybody ever felt that way? Like at this time of year, especially it's like the spring rush is kind of happening and there's so much going on and you're like, okay, what are my goals? What's going on? And I found myself attaching to the financial goals far more than I typically do. And I really got disillusioned this last week about the financial goals and took a walk with Doug. Um, we have started to do time blocking in our business, thanks to Fight Club. <laughs> so he and I have focused time where we take a walk and we talk about you know business goals and things that we want to accomplish. And I realized that the financial piece was really kind of yucky to me. And I have refocused and decided that my goal setting is no longer going to be about finances, but it's going to be more people-based and it's going to be on how many jobs can I create. Um, so it's been an interesting journey for me. And I don't know what anybody else is doing about goals right now, because I know we finished you know, the first quarter and now it's time to kind of launch into a, a better financial picture for all of us, most of us. Um, so go around and tell me kind of what goals are you guys setting and how are you identifying them? Are they financial-based? Are they people-based? Are they job-based? Like, what do you think? Weigh in, please. I'd love to hear it. <laughs> we we just did ours last week um, for second quarter. Yeah. And uh, we did, we use a coaching program called Breakthrough Academy. And it's a requirement of the program that you meet with your coach every quarter and actually define and set your goals and then be held accountable to the previous month's goals. And like you, you get put in the corner if you, if you miss your meeting or if you postpone your meeting or if you ignore your meeting. And it's yeah. really funny, Michelle, we are the exact same. Um, and apparently yeah. we were like in this in-between area for setting our first quarter goals. So like we did not meet with our coach. So she, uh, she's a little hard on us about our first quarter goals. Cause we do not talk about finances and our goals. We use all these yeah. other metrics. They're like our to-do list or like our big plan or like the things we like the fun things we want to do. And we don't have very many financial metrics in there. Um, 
and she made us rewrite our second quarter goals and they are all tied to a financial metric. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and what she said was you have to hold yourself accountable. Like you have to look at these yeah. things. And we, um, we more than doubled the goal that we had for first quarter. And we more than doubled what we did in first quarter of 2020. And that wow. was terrifying to us. Cause we're like, we don't even know what that means. Like I'm an yeah. CPA. She was talking to me about trending and I was like, I don't want <laughs> what? I don't want to trend this. Like this is scary for me. Remember, we don't grow our business. We like our little tiny business. This is getting intense um, and uncomfortable. But I don't know. I think that the fun part about goal setting is it does take us out of our comfort zone. And if you have somebody else that you're working with, like your spouse or coach, they're gonna push you and they're gonna question you and they're gonna challenge you. And um, I felt really good about what we did at the end of that meeting because we still had our to-do list and we still had sure. our like back end goals of. Jeff wants 10 mini Jeffs and he yeah. wants, you know, the average length of employment to be one year. And, you know, every time we're able to retain a good employee, that length of employment goes longer each quarter. And um, it it was kind of fun, actually. I don't know. But I agree, Michelle. It, I would get a little, I don't want to talk about money. I don't want to, I do I want to be motivated by money. And she, she reminded yeah. me that all of those are what pay for our people and pay for our benefits. We launched our 401k plan at Jeff Likes Clean Windows finally this oh, quarter. That's been how exciting. on our list for a long awesome. time. And no, and it's cool when you get to see it, they make us red light, green light, yellow light, what we've done. And that visual for me was huge. Like all the green just made me proud because sometimes you feel like you're just drowning or treading water. And the reality is we were tackling stuff. So Oh, that's a really cool system. Red light, green light. I've never heard of that one. Yellow light. That's really good. Yeah. And it helps you, like, love if that. you need to carry anything over. It's very easy to just sure. carry it over. Oh, that's super good. I love that. I love that. So, um, so in terms of setting goals, I have put a number down and it's really big number of jobs created. And that's where we're starting. Um, And then what will happen on Thursday when I meet with our coach is that we will actually put a financial piece to it. So that's my goal setting for this week. And it's really scary. I don't know why it was so scary because it was a really big amount of people and I really want to do it. Um, And I I know it's possible. So how about, how about you? Anybody else want to weigh in on goals and what they're doing? (laughs) Martha? (laughs) Yeah. First off, Michelle, you mentioned it was scary and Megan mentioned it was scary. (laughs) And I think that that's a huge piece to talk through because, um, and I guess you have to figure out, is that scary exciting or is it scary self-limiting? So if, Mm. you know, because I I will absolutely say I, I struggle with the scary self-limiting, like when I start Mm -hmm. thinking big, like what quality driven could and should do on a big scale, Mm -hmm. those thoughts immediately start coming in and, um, And I'm still working on that because, you know, really, I can't think of anybody in my life that I've ever had tell me that, you know, or at least that I paid any attention to that, uh, you know, you can't do that. So it's really 
internal dialogue. And, um, and I will tell you guys a funny story that are listening. I've even done hypnosis to get rid of that. Wow. Yeah. And it's, it's pretty cool. Uh, it's a long-term game. And, uh, you know, I'm only a couple of months out and, but, you know, I'm, I am, I like to experiment and I thought, yeah, you know, I'll try it. And it was a cool experience, but, uh, <laughs> but I think you do have to think about why that pops into your head and yeah. define what those things are. Cause sometimes, sometimes you know, like Megan was saying, that's scary. We want to keep it smaller, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And when you define what's scary about getting bigger, you can have a conscious decision of, because you don't have to take on more clients and you don't. It's true. You know, <laughs> and you have I think that's, all those options. So it's true. Uh, just because I think it's the fear is like what happens when you hit the goal, like the big goal, like, you know, we have our big, yeah. big, hairy, audacious goals or whatever. Like yeah. Jeff yeah. and I, <laughs> we hit that last weekend in a weird way. And it was like, uh Oh, well now what? <laughs> you know, like, uh, we don't want to keep growing past this. That was our big, that was it. That was the thing. And so now what do we do? You know? And, uh, I, I don't know. So anyway, it's, I like, I, to me, it's a fear of unknown and also a fear of going the wrong direction. But I think as business owners, that's what we do naturally, right? We just try it. Yeah. And then we try it and then we try it yep. and we just keep, <laughs> you know, going different directions. I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah. And you know, for many people, and I would hesitate to guess this is part of Jeff's thing is uh, for many people, when you deal with employees, growth sounds like more employee issues. And, mm -hmm. and quite frankly, I think, I mean, it's just my opinion, but I think it's the opposite. Sure, you have more employees, so you have the potential for more employee problems, but you also have so much more cushion than you had when you were small and losing a few employees was huge. But as you get bigger, losing a few employees is just normal and very systemized in a way. So, yeah. Well, in speaking about people, I thought it was, I want to go back to your story that we talked about before we started the live. So I want to make sure we talk about that because I found that hiring a new person um, in our business that could help with that cushion for us is making me want to chase the goal harder because I owe it to this person. I owe it to this team. I owe it to this group of people, right? And so I know as business owners, that's also something that really gets us fired up is that when we hire and support cool people. We, we owe it to them to have a, a vibrant and healthy and fun and capable company, you know? And so that was one of the things that was really scary about the first quarter and that, that we did here at the Scholars is that we hired somebody to help us with that, that stuff. So tell me about what we were talking about earlier, Martha, because I love that. I'm going to throw it to you, please. Wait, does, right. Tay, have, wait, does Tay have a goal comment? Yeah. Or, oh yeah, yeah Tay, before we skip you. I would say yeah. 
for us, we're kind of like a combination of what Megan was saying, like setting some financials, but still tying those to non-financial goals. Cause we really, for us, it's, we've always centered things around wanting to support our future family and support the families of our employees. That's really what everything we do is rooted in. Um, so finding those financial goals to tie into that allowed a lot of help and guidance to be able to check in each month and say, okay, you know, we're, we're reaching that or another step closer, kind of like that. We're in the yellow light process. I would assume is kind of what you're referring to. Um, not fully green yet, but we're getting there. So it's kind of that constant monitoring and, you know, adjusting to make sure we're putting things in place that need to be systematized. Cause that's really what we're at too right now. Um, we're still, very chaotic, I guess you can say. <laughs> Michelle would probably go insane if she took over our business for a day. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, systemization is really important for us right now too. So that's a lot of our goals are centered around that as well. That's good. Those are good goals <laughs> for are. you know the stage of business that you're in and growing. So that's I, I think. Too many people skip that step. So that's really good. Yeah. Trying to wrinkle everything in Damien's brain into a piece of paper is a whole lot of fun. (laughs) Let me tell you that. (laughs) Have you seen my windows? This is Jeff's brain. Can you see that? There's text all over my windows. That is is how Jeff's brain jumps. And I sit here and I take notes like a secretary from the 1940s. And he (laughs) brain dumps like beautiful mind on the windows. And then at some point that turns into some sort of policy. But, but Martha took a class recently and I've been thinking I need to take this class or maybe you didn't, I don't know, but you're talking about the Google drive. Just like Michelle, we needed to organize like Tay, what I'm realizing with systems is like, I need to put them in buckets, which are literal folders and I need to name them correctly. And then I need to index them. Like, I think that's my summer project of our systems is there's a lot of things we have, but then we lose it because it's somewhere. There. Yeah. It's there. It's, it's on there. Somewhere. On the interwebs. Uh, Martha, did you end up taking that class? Well, the reason I kind of looked, I had a blank stare is because I didn't take it. I bought it. I didn't take it. I had the, my VA that we just recently hired. I didn't even look at one little piece of it, but pretty much when I hired her, I said, here, here's this class I bought on organizing G Suite. And I need you to take my 12,000 emails. One account, I have 22,000, sad to say, I'll just say. And uh, I said, I need you to straighten this up. And, uh, and, you know, like my Google Drive, I've got files in there, but they're not organized. And so anyway, she is in the process. She's got me down to like 600 and something emails out of 12,000. So I'm super happy. But I just have her do that, you know, um, a little bit each week because at it gets boring and um, I don't want to make it boring. But what I was sharing before we went live is um, so recently I offered this uh, bonus tracker class that was for field staff, but then I also had a management bonus tracker thing. 
And so I made it all nice and organized. And I thought, you know, I need to be doing this with the QDS team. And I had, I had started it before, but we're a small team. And, um, and so when I first started it, it was just, it was Zach and I, and we, neither one are super motivated by money. And we just weren't good about holding each other accountable Um, because it was things that I guess, I mean, I do care about, but I guess not enough to really drive it home. Anyway, we recently hired a, a VA to join our team and that VA is through an agency. And so I, I figure that we pay her something like, or that not we, but she gets from this agency something like three three fifty an hour. She's from the Philippines, and we love her, love her. And so, anyway, I made my management bonus tracker just like I teach for QDS, but <laughs> now the piece is that this VA is part of the bonus tracker. We have her on um, a bonus system and we each have our accountability pieces. But I was saying this might be the secret sauce for Zach and I, because, you know, we weren't hugely motivated by uh, giving ourselves a, some kind of financial bonus, but we are hugely motivated by making sure Vanessa gets her bonus because that bonus means the world to her. And so I've got accountability pieces where I have to bring in X number of leads to quality driven a week. And, um, that used to be my old goal too, but now I know I absolutely have to bring in that number of leads because we have a certain percentage that will book demos and then a certain percentage that will convert. And in order for Vanessa to get her extra money, we have to make more revenue, which means I have to bring these leads in. So anyway, we each have our accountability (laughs) pieces and it's so cool. And it really has lit a fire under me because, you know, I found my why. And so anyway, it's so fun. I was telling them that Vanessa, while she doesn't, she's not a, a true employee, she's a VA that's contracted, but she's very much a part of our team. And I have given her permission to be our accountability manager. And so she will send a Voxer message and say, "Um, Zach, you haven't made the call to so-and-so to follow up, you know, because we have to, we use a Trello board, thanks to Michelle. And we put put labels on things. Um, Now we're working on building it in a pipeline in automation. I mean, in um, Infusionsoft. But anyway, they have to go through stages. And um, 
it's been pretty cool. And so, but she's got this sweet little, you know, I really need you to, <laughs> but it's enough that we're like, oh, sweet Vanessa, we got to get that done. We got to get that done. So I share because you have to find your why. And Michelle was saying she struggled with the financial piece. And then when went to and giving this many people jobs and opportunities that inspired her. So. Yeah. And I thought yeah, Tay's smiling. True. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Tay's like, yeah, that's what I was just talking about. Leads, Martha leads and then converting them into sales. I was just yeah. talking about that. Martha. <laughs> so all we have to do is listen to Tay and then you'll meet your mark every time, Martha. We'll just do it on the autopilot. Right. That's what's got accountability, though. I don't know. I'm a firm believer in accountability because I'm the same way. If I don't have that person, like, hey, we got to get this done. Like, here's that little subtle reminder. Here's your little kick in the butt. Like, I'm the same way, Martha. So I think it's awesome what you're doing because, and it's doing it in a really sweet way, but it's still a motivation and a why to get you going and keep you. Yeah. Not letting somebody down is a huge thing for me. So, now that I put that in my accountability, um, yeah, it's, and you know, in the maid service, in the weekly, I mean, in the week, in the monthly meetings, when our techs need more jobs, like if their schedule is not filled, I am reporting to them. I'm accountable to them each month. I tell them, our average number of leads. I tell them my goal and I have to report to them. Now, right now we're swamped. So nobody even wants any leads as far as the employees go. (laughs) But, uh, but when their schedule is open, you know, that is a good motivator for me. And I just share all those things because you've got to figure out what will help you stay accountable. And, um, cause sometimes just your own internal dialogue is not enough. <laughs> so true. So true. Hmm. Right. I love how we do it and it's all tied together minus the tax piece. Just ignore that. But all of you have financial <laughs> metrics in yours. So that was like, you all did the finance part, the, the good part. But I love it. We didn't even talk about it. And it was really similar, like very similar. Yep. It's true though. We talk about it at our fight club retreat too, how these, when we do our goal setting exercise and we tie it back to KPIs and what we're talking about are KPIs. What is your, what is your acquisition cost? What is your cost per lead? What is your conversion rate? You know, all of these can tie into a financial sales goal. Um, I, I love it. I thought of Jeff McConaughey a couple of times. He's my KPI. Yeah. Well, Martha's Martha introduced. She hates it when I adopt her friends, but our <laughs> friend, all of us, our friend, Jeff McConaughey, the KPI ninja. That's what I kept thinking of is, yeah. So if you want to hit this financial goal, let's work backwards. How many leads does that turn into? Yep. And then yep. let's look at Tay's choose your own destiny. What's the best, most efficient way to get those leads quickly? Yeah. I love it. Mm, kind of fun. Warm and fuzzies from Fight Club this week. Results for me are usually something tied to an experience or 
it, it's some type of event, whether that be something around the house or blah, 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 blah. And then, then that's how I work it backwards on what kind of profit, you know, what, what does it take money value to do that? And then, you know, you just work it backwards to lead. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. I love that part. Okay, so we do homework. Anybody you want to do homework? Are we giving them a break. What are we doing this week? <laughs> oh, we can do homework. homework. Yeah, we can yeah, do homework. Do you want to go first, Megan? Okay, Tay. I feel like Tay had hers done. So, Tay, will you save me? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I already heard your homework. Yes, um, I'm going to put Mr. Pipeline's um, post on the educational piece between SEO and Google Ads in the group this week. And all I'm going to ask is just for you to take some time, review it and kind of see if you are doing marketing, maybe you might be doing the wrong direction. Maybe you're down SEO, but you really need to be down pay per click or vice versa. Or if you're not doing it at all, it'll at least give you a little bit more education as to which route you really should be moving forward in for your business. So that's going to be mine is just a little bit more education. Love it. Uh, Okay. And then I feel like they need to take your Google Analytics class so that they know <laughs> what they're currently doing. Every time you say that, I'm like, and then you need to sit in and take Tay's Google <laughs> Analytics class. Um, uh, so I guess mine is just tax related. <laughs> uh, if you've not filed your tax return yet, you should file your tax return. Uh, the deadline is May 17th. Uh, that is the first deadline. So if you need to extend, you can extend. Uh, now, if you have an entity, be careful, you might already be on extension or you might have some other deadlines that are already in play. Um, but the individual deadline is May 17th, which is coming up in three weeks. And uh, be kind to your accountants. I, I got a little grumpy last week. I had a couple of rude messages that I sent out oh, where no. I was like, leave me alone. Do you understand what I'm going through? So this is my like, public service <laughs> announcement to be kind to your accountants because they are tired and stressed <laughs> out. And just because I tried to get done by April 15th doesn't mean that they were able to get done by April 15th. So give them some grace and um, send them something. I don't know. I've gotten all sorts of cool deliveries this week, this year. I got flowers multiple times for multiple clients and Yesterday, nice. somebody brought cookies to my house, uh, pizza delivered twice, like, you know, fruit. But the thought that counts instead of harassing your accountant, maybe do something nice for them because we're tired. <laughs> <laughs> we're tired. Um, and my system's homework is going to be, I'm going to revisit time blocking. I can't tell you how helpful that has been in my business and in my brain. Um, to do that for your company. Do that for as many people as you can, especially your management team. Help them to block their time out and focus on things. Um, it's given me the distance to be able to actually accomplish some things in the business that I wasn't able to because I would get sucked into the day-to-day -day and you know, doing business development and doing all the fun things that I love to do, but the time blocking has really helped me focus on some things that needed to be done. So um, I'm going to put a link to an article um, that I absolutely love on time blocking, and it's really helped me a ton. So put that in your business as soon as you possibly can for your own sanity. <laughs> I will read your link because good, I swear. Brian has tried to get me on time block schedule for as long as I can remember. And I'm very resistant, but I do. 
like I can't time block my whole week, but I I could probably time block a couple of days. <laughs> that's what we did. We started with two days. That's all we yeah. did. We started with yeah. two days and we did that for like two or three months and we added one more day. So it's okay. It's a process. Okay. So my homework is I love, love accountability and I love when I can hold myself accountable, but that's a, that's, I'm the toughest horse to wrangle. If, uh, <laughs> and so, and I know it. <laughs> And I have to figure it out. Think about what mind games you have to play to hold yourself accountable. Because many of us aren't living up to what we could accomplish for whatever reason. And figure out what would get you past those stumbling blocks and hold yourself accountable to achieving what you are destined to achieve. So uh, that's your homework. A big homework assignment. That's a big, big one. (laughs) I was reminded, guys, of our sheet. I was reminded of this. And and what I love is the, like... uh, how will I celebrate completing my tasks today? Like, I think that really helps me. That's my little motivation, like time blocking or prioritizing or whatever. But if you're new to this sheet, Fight Club made these sheets and we said set three daily goals. Actually, by Fight Club, I mean Tay, genius Tay, our graphic design <laughs> amazingness. Uh, three daily goals. And then we said, uh, what activities are tied to your quarterly goals? So kind of reminding to take you back to your anchor every single quarter. And then we give ourselves a carrot. So how will I uh, celebrate if I meet all my goals today? Um, And then we put in additional tasks, but those are lower priorities. Uh, Reminding ourselves to drink water because it's important and to move our bodies because it's also important. And then uh, living with a grateful heart. So today I am grateful for. And at the end of the day, just kind of giving ourselves a metric, like, how do we do? Not to beat ourselves up, but just to see, like, are we, you know, how do we do? So um, I'm reminded by how awesome this this booklet is <laughs> and how I should start to go back to using it, Michelle, with your time blocking. Because um, yeah. that, that works for me is giving myself a little carrot every day and a little pat on the back. I'm a millennial. I can't help it. I need the yeah, pat that, on the back. Honestly, that's how I, like, start my time blocking is I'll, like, do our sheet And then from the sheet, I'm like, okay, here's my three big, you know, eat the frog kind of goals I have to get done today. So then you place those into your major time blocks. And then from there, you can kind of fill in your other time block options with, um, like, I actually put an exercise block in. I make sure that there's like a designated block after five o'clock that that's where my movement comes into play. So it kind of helps as like a guideline to your time blocking. So it's definitely, um, definitely a big benefit. Look at you. Mm. I just got the Eat Your Frogs book. It's over there. I haven't read it yet, but it's it's over there. Eat, eat oh. Your Frogs. <laughs> I'm excited. I want that one. I haven't gotten it yet. <laughs> All right. Okay, so this week's quote is by John Maxwell. It kind of fits for everybody. And it is, find your why and you will find your way. So however you find your way this week, we hope that we have been helpful and added value today. So thank you all for joining us on Fight Club. And we will see you all next week.
Bye. <laughs> have a great week. Go fight. Bye, everybody. Have a great bye. week. Bye. Keep fighting. Okay, bye. Connect with Fight Club for Business. Join our Facebook group where we have weekly homework, accountabilities, and an awesome community to help you fight for your business. Facebook.com slash Fight Club for, as in the number four, business. Fight Club for Business.